Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Jumped up a notch, didn't it? Well, I've got a few thoughts. But first, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for, so you can hire the right person fast. Find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. Get $50 off your first job post at linkedin.com. It's Thursday, March 12th. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, alone in the studio with a few thoughts to share amidst the madness. Six minutes. That's all it took. Six minutes into the trading day this morning, another circuit breaker was triggered. And you've probably already seen the business headlines Death of the bull market. The 11 year run is over. The bull market is dead. And I get it. And I'm the first one to say, don't blame the headline writers. And yes, this is painful. I'm not going to say otherwise. But it's just, it's just something about the tone in some of the coverage that I'm seeing that really just strikes me the wrong way. We've been doing live Q&A sessions every day this week. A couple of them just for members of Motley Fool Services, a couple of them on YouTube. And by the way, they're free on YouTube. You can just Go to youtube.com slash the Motley Fool. Did one on Tuesday afternoon with Bill Mann and Andy Cross. Doing one Thursday afternoon, this afternoon, with David Gardner. On Tuesdays, in the middle of the video, Bill Mann turned to me and asked me which felt worse March 9th, 2009, or March 9th, 2020. March 9th was Monday. That was the day that. Dow Jones fell 2,000 points. I hadn't really thought about that. The reason he asked is because March 9, 2009 was the bottom. That was the absolute bottom. And so I hadn't thought about it. We were live. He hits me with the question. And I said, I think I felt worse on 2009. Because at that point, we'd just been punched in the face for seven straight months. And it was the banking industry and the housing market and we were there were unknowns but they were all about the economy we were asking questions like when is this going to end is this actually going to be like a second great depression and from an economic standpoint it was awful people lost jobs people lost their homes when i see survey data about how a lot of millennials haven't been investing in the stock market i totally understand why when you know what the economy was like when you first started to be aware of it and comprehend it that absolutely has an impact on your psychology when it comes to money 2008 2009 that was bad economically what's happening now what's happening right now first and foremost is about public health and as you know it's affecting everything absolutely everything in march 2009 I was working at The Motley Fool, a company that was struggling at the time. My portfolio was getting whacked, but at least I could find some ways to relax and not think about it for a while. I could go to the movies. I could go to a concert. I could flip on an NBA game. None of those things are options right now. So, we're focused on public health for ourselves and our loved ones, particularly if you have elderly people in your life, as I do, particularly if you have children, 
as I do. We're focused on our physical health, but please do not forget about your mental health, too. We're going to get through this. There's no question we're going to get through this, but it is going to take a higher level of focus than everyday life, which makes sense because these are not everyday circumstances. These are extraordinary circumstances. But we will get through this. So, I want to talk about you and your investing, but first I got to say thanks to LinkedIn because hiring is still going on out there. And hiring the right people is one of the best ways to grow your business, but it shouldn't take time away from your other priorities. And with LinkedIn Jobs, it doesn't have to. And that's because LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen is seen by the people you want to hire, people with skills and qualifications and all that other stuff. But also the soft skills. Those are important. Those are particularly important in a time like this. You want to make sure people fit within your business. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. You can find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. Get the first $50 off. Just go to LinkedIn.com slash fool. That's LinkedIn.com slash fool and get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Again, to paraphrase Morgan Housel, we will get through this, but holy cow. So we've been doing all of these live videos this week, hundreds of questions coming in from investors of all stripes, people in their 70s and 80s who are retired and they're trying to figure out what to do, people in their 30s and 40s who are asking things like, should I pull money out of the market? What if I want to pay down my mortgage? Is that a better use of my money? What if I want to make a down payment on a house? Because mortgage rates are looking pretty good. Got a question yesterday from a kid who's 16 years old. He's just starting out. And so, I guess the first thing I'd say is, now more than ever, think about your time horizon. And if you need money in the next three to five years, it should not be in the market. I don't know how long this is going to last. Neither does anybody else. Now, if you don't need that money in the next three to five years, start building the watch list. I've got my watch list. I, I, I already know the next five stocks I'm going to buy. I already know what they are. We have trading restrictions here at The Motley Fool, so I'm not going to say what they are. But as soon as I am cleared to buy them, I will share that information on this show. If you're building a watch list, here are two questions to ask of any company that you're thinking about buying, or for that matter, any company that's in your portfolio right now. Two questions. First, how good is this business? Not how much do you like the product, how good is the business? I like to call that an, you know, well, I'm not going to name a company. I don't want to pick on any company, but you know, just because you like the food at a particular place doesn't mean the business is necessarily good. So, how good is the business? That's the first question. Second question: How much do I trust the people running this business? Do they have skin in the game? Because skin in the game, maybe it shouldn't matter more when the market is tanking and everything is in the red, but it kind of feels like it means more. Certainly, 
a person running a company where they have a big stake in it, um, yeah, I, I feel like that's that's something to keep a close watch on. How much do you trust the people who are running that business? This morning, I actually spent a little bit of time thinking about Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine is one of those names that I think we probably all learned in U.S. history class. He wrote Common Sense, and that's really that's really pretty much all anyone remembers. Most anyone remembers about Thomas Paine. It's like if I just asked you, like, what do you know about Thomas Paine? You'd probably be like, oh, is that the guy who wrote Common Sense? Yes. What else do you know? Nah, he wrote Common Sense. So, Common Sense was a pamphlet that was published in early 1776. It was making the case for independence from Britain, and it was incredibly influential. I don't mean to belittle Thomas Paine. He wrote arguably one of the most influential documents in American history. But he is also the author of a line that you've probably heard before, which is, these are the times that try men's souls. So, he writes Common Sense, but he also wrote a series of pamphlets that were published throughout the Revolutionary War called The American Crisis. And it was Paine's way of continuing to make the case for this movement. The first one that he wrote was written in late December 1776. It was three days before the Battle of Trenton. General George Washington is with his troops, and he had Paine's essay. He had this first essay read out loud to the troops, and this is how the essay begins. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us, that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value." Now, Thomas Paine was writing about freedom from tyranny, and he's writing for soldiers in a time of war. But that basic idea seems to apply to what is happening right now for investors like you and me. Yes, it is absolutely easier and a hell of a lot more fun to invest when everything is going up. But this, right now, this is why people don't invest, because they can't stomach weeks like this. And that's fine. It's not for everyone. 2008, 2009, those were trying times, too. But those who kept at it, those who stayed in the game, were rewarded for their patience. The bull market is dead. But the bulls are not. The bulls are very much alive. The bulls are being diligent. The bulls are being judicious. And the bulls, right now, are looking for opportunities. And if the history of the stock market has proven anything, it is that over time, over time, the bulls always win. Out there, 
It is rough right now. There is no question about that. But out there, also, lies opportunity. And we will not be sunshine patriots on the battleground of investing, because we're bulls. And long live the bulls. We're going to skip the usual disclaimer, since I didn't mention any individual stocks. Dan Boyd, behind the glass, has been an absolute rock star this week. Have a good weekend. Get some rest. Take a mental break. And to quote David Gardner, wash your damn hands. Hey, 